What is the importance of scripture? Well, there is one fundamental thought that comes to mind. In Pirates of the Caribbean, two of the ghost pirates become mortal again, and as a result, one of them turns to the Bible in attempt to take care of his immortal soul. In other words, as Peter says to Jesus in John 6, verse 68, Lord, to whom else shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we find the whole story of salvation portrayed in the life of Jesus in the Gospels. Whilst finding salvation is the overarching primary concern to get right with God, there is, of course, so much more. And the Bible speaks to the way we live our lives as individuals and as a society. And for that to happen, we need to have the Word of God feeding into our lives and guiding us. To avoid this being a very long presentation, I'm just going to pick up on a couple of things that have spoken to me over the years. One of the things that grabbed me happened while I was at Bible school. We had to do an essay on the character of God in the Old Testament books of the law. We often think of the law as being prescriptive in a series of thou shalt not do this or shalt not do the other. But by doing that particular module, I came to realise that the law is summarised in Leviticus, where God says in chapter 19, verse 2, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. And if you want to be what God is like, then those things in the law become more descriptive of how you are. Exodus 20, verse 17, No lusting after your neighbour's wife or house or servant or maid or ox or donkey. Don't set your heart on anything that is your neighbour's. But if that describes you, then you've got a lot of life sorted out. It's been a privilege being able to step back and see how the Bible has affected the Korti people of Angosh and their move towards right living. When Ada and I arrived to begin our translation work, there weren't any Christians. We began with language analysis and worked towards literacy materials when a church planting team arrived to evangelise the area. We worked together on Bible studies, which at the beginning used a Portuguese Bible. Some of the men understood Portuguese and a few of them could read, but for most it was through hearing the word of God together. When that study came to the baptism of Jesus, the response was immediate. They cried out as a group, we need to get baptised. Two weeks later, they had the first baptism of about 150 people. That was the beginning of the Korti Church. What has been exciting as a translation program is that we have translated materials that they needed as their church was beginning to get going. This meant we had to translate a few psalms for worship, do the Lord's Prayer to give them something to pray. We translated 1 Timothy when they had some confusion about leadership, then Genesis when they were confused about piling up sins against good works and needed to know about separation from God. As time went by, the group of believers underwent an amazing transformation. Korti people had been involved in the slave trade until as recently as 1910 as middlemen selling other Mozambicans into slavery. And my own view is that it has profoundly affected the way they view other human beings. When the Korti believers started putting into practice the teaching on family life, domestic violence reduced enormously. Husbands and wives started doing things together. The head pastor of the church used to describe his wife as useful for guarding the house while he was away fishing. But now they go together to visit the various little church congregations and to teach. In a way, it gives me a demonstration of before and after, of when you now have faith in God, the Holy Spirit and the Scriptures to guide your life. The local community who do not belong to the church still acknowledge that the Korti believers have a better standard of family life 
and even invite the church when they have a religious march. A few days ago, in January 2021, the Koti New Testaments with Old Testament portions were delivered to the church centre in Angosh. This project began in November 1996. It is hard for me to find the words to express my joy at being involved from before the language was written down to this point of completion. At this point, I am not sure if I will be able to attend a dedication, but I have to remind myself that the main thing is that the Koti people have access to the Word of God. I am fascinated to see how the local church starts using their Bible in the future. Donald and I both agree that the ideal is to have the Word of God not only in our own hands for individual study, but spoken into the community as we meet together. We can't do that at the moment. We have live streams, and they have a shorter form of biblical input, but the longer forms are in separate video posts, and I admit I have fallen behind. But perhaps if we all recognise that the devotionals are the word of God being fed into our community in real time, and if we can keep up on a week-by-week -week basis, we can have some sense of hearing the word together. I'm going to try. How about you? For now, I leave you with words from the translator's introduction to the King James Bible. Translation it is that openeth the window to let in the light, that breaketh the shell that we may eat the kernel, that putteth aside the curtain that we may look into the most holy place.